parents are DMing me all the time asking me about how they can make parenting a bit easier. Well, today I thought I might give you something that would surprise you. I'm going to give you a way to get your child to listen to you a lot easier that is probably the opposite of everything you've ever been told to do as a parent, and yet it works oh so well. What is that tip? Keep listening to find out. Hello, Sam Alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslima Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Happy Friday, everyone. I don't know, I'm feeling extra bubbly today. I had a really productive day yesterday. You ever have those days where, like, the day before was really horrible, so today you're like, err. Well, today, <laughs> alhamdulillah, yesterday was super powerful. I've been um, doing really, really focused work with my goals and organization, and um, I've been building, actually, stuff for you guys for Ramadan, for the Ramadan um, series I'm going to do on the podcast and kind of, like, the private challenge groups. I'm kind of excited. So I've been working on that and it's been really working. I've been kind of testing a lot of things just to refine them, make them easier for you guys. And I think you're going to like what we have coming up in Shalta But anyway, that'll come later on. But for today, I thought, you know what? We've been doing so much serious work on self-work and deep thinking and rewriting our past. And that's also, I don't know, challenging, right? So I thought we'll do something a little bit lighter today and also something for parents. Just a little quick tip, a little something to help you um, try something new with your with your children in terms of how to get them to listen to you. And I bet you they're going to be shocked and surprised with this one because it's probably the opposite of what we always tell them. But alhamdulillah. And if you, you don't already know me, my name is Mindful Muslima. I'm a mom of five. And my kids range from four years to 23. So I've even married a couple and I have some grandkids. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and um, I'm kind of a big sister to the community. I'm a uh, licensed educator of 20 years, taking all that stuff and putting it here on the podcast so that we all as women can grow together and be strong because I'm trying to build a, vi- build a village. And you guys have really been helping out because you guys have been really just like every day I can tell you I can see the statistics guys and you guys are showing up and you are putting in the time and the work on building yourself and that is really impressive and you're also sharing my stuff with each other um on Instagram and all different types of platforms but I want to highlight somebody just really quick today in my shout out it's actually not in my Instagram it's actually not in my Apple um you know podcast reviews I want to shout out a super student Amreen Amreen you are amazing. Amreen is, is one of my students in my Muslim marriage course, and she is just, I don't know, she's just on point. She's always just on top of things. She's like, what's the next thing? How can I get access to it? Like, she's really in the game. And I just want to say, like, shout out to Amreen for, like, being an amazing student and taking learning seriously and taking improving upon herself seriously. She's not just like there to just sign up and like weeks pass. Like she's in the game and she's really trying to learn and how to find a spouse like an expert and do it by the way of the sunnah. And I really, really respect the amount of time and care and effort that she's putting into it. So I just want to give her some love and da'a. So shout out to you today, Amreen. Okay, guys. So today the big thing I'm going to show you is to talk about 
what we restrict or don't restrict. And it really affects our children and how they kind of behave. So I have an idea today. Well, it's not it's not an idea. It's a trusted idea. But I mean, to you, it might be a new idea. But um, I want to share something that I use and I've used for years with my children. Okay. How often do, I want you to think about for a minute, how often we restrict our child's activities and behaviors because they're unreasonable, they're irritating, they're disruptive, right? If you're not sure, get a piece of paper and write down all the times that you've said no for something. I'm sure the word no comes out of your mouth more than yes, right? And if you did think about all the no's, you might say like, well, how many times have you said yes on a regular basis? Hey, mommy, can I blah, blah, blah? It's always like no because or not now because, right? And Or maybe you don't even give a because. Maybe you're just like no. <laughs> but the times we go, yes, honey, that's an amazing idea. Sure, go do that is kind of far and few between. So many times we'd be able to you may be you may be able to or I may be able to provide a positive alternative by creating kind of like a new opportunity for a redirection to a different activity altogether. And I'm going to give you some examples of that. So let me give you one right now. So let's say your child grabs a fragile object and bangs it on the floor like every mom's nightmare. Like, no, don't touch that. So instead of screaming no and racing across the room and why did you touch that? You know, we don't touch these things in the house. Da-da-da. I mean, I'm not saying it's not right to correct it, but I'm just going to give you a different way to handle that same thing where we're going to get the same result that we want, which is them not touching it. So we're going to basically gently explain that that can't be touched, but we're going to um, give them an alternative instead. And what I'm introducing today, and I'm just going to give you a quick example now so you can see what I mean. I'll just make it a bit more clear, um, is that we're going to try to introduce the word yes to our children instead of no a bit more. Now, why in the world would we want to do that, Mindful Muslima? I mean, no is working so well for us. Is it? Is no working well for you? Because many times our lives are full of stress and we're just like, no, no, blah, blah, blah. And we feel kind of horrible. I mean, I talk to women all the time. I'm not making this stuff up. But I'm going to tell you sometimes the most obvious answers are right in front of our face, but we just don't really, we're not used to them. So I'm going to give you something that might feel a bit weird to you right now. You're not used to it. You've been told no as a child when you were, you know, when you were small, you hear other parents telling their children no. I'm not saying don't use no today. I'm saying try to use yes a little and you might be surprised at how much they want to comply with you and they don't do their normal tantruming and throwing themselves on the floor and whining because they're going to be thrown off that you're saying yes and they might be like wait a minute my mom usually says no to everything but when you say yes a little and you give them a reasonable yes and you get used to doing that sometimes you might just be pleasantly surprised so Going back to my example, um, your child grabs the fragile object, right? So the, the, you know the way you normally handle that. So let's forget that for a minute. Now let's look at a new way of handling it, okay? Child grabs the fragile object. Instead of saying no, you're going to affirm your child's need for exercising their arm muscles. What? Exercising their arm muscles on my fragile vase? Seriously? Yes. Yes. So there are developmental stages of children, especially if they're under four or three, three and four, where they need to actually physically do these things. It's not, it's not abnormal. It's actually okay. But what happens is we have to sometimes redirect that energy into something more positive, right? So um, let's find 
so what you'd say to the child instead is they're trying to like break your thing, but they're not trying to break your thing. See, that's the other thing I want to emphasize here. Our children are trying to do something energetic. They don't really necessarily realize the ramifications. We'd like to think they do. I've told him before he should know better, but not necessarily. Okay. So I want you to put in your head that they don't necessarily do it on purpose. And actually, I know they don't do it on purpose. And they are, are kind of just testing all the things that biologically are happening to them at that age. So there is not a manipulative thing going on. We have to put that out of our mind. I'm actually going to put all that in my parenting course to drive it really home for moms because it's really hard. We've been conditioned that these kids are out to get us, right? Astaghfirullah, that's haram. That's not at all correct. And we've been kind of taught a lot of things we have to unlearn but what I want you to get here is the child's not trying to break your stuff he's not trying to break my stuff what we have to do is to um, encourage them and redirect them so instead we're gonna say hey I know banging's fun yes you can bang but let's find something that isn't breakable something that's more appropriate at that point you're gonna teach the child what they can bang so you see you are allowing them to bang which is developmentally normal like for a two-year-old or three-year-old but you're gonna direct them to what is appropriate to bang like it's okay to have a soft ball or a fluffy you know pillow or something and you can show them the way they can get out that energy so that they'll go do that but they won't do it in a way that you don't like and that, that's reasonable to both of you. So the child will be happy. They can still bang. But they won't bang on things you don't want them to bang. So what I want us to get here is that by saying yes as often as possible, even to the things that are mildly irritating to us, our children will learn to trust that we're looking out for their best interest when we do set limits. Their trust for us is going to make them give us less difficult time and I know that's something that we're just kind of told that children should listen they should do whatever we tell them but that's not the way it works psychologically with human beings human beings have a trust once they develop trust they're more likely to listen to you when they feel you don't care about their wants and needs they're more apt to give you or me a hard time and that's something that I think we could really, really um, benefit from this situation and understanding. Okay? So the last thing I'm going to tell you is what you can start to do for your child is you can start to offer them choice. Now, I know, again, we've been told, do whatever we're told. But again, how did we feel when our parents did that to us? And how did that make us want to listen to them or love them? It didn't work as well as it probably could have. So I'm going to give you an alternative that you can try. So you're going to say, yes, let me show what you can do instead. And you're going to think of what they could do that would not irritate you that you could direct them towards. And then you're also going to, the second um, you know, tip I would say in this part, part two, part two, is you're going to offer them some limited choice. Letting your child choose between two acceptable options can be a really great way to get what you want without them fighting you so much. So um, when you give them simple choices, such as whether to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt, you're empowering them also to make decisions for themselves. So you're also teaching them how to make good choices. And now obviously you're going to give them like, if it's, if it's cold outside, you're not going to give them a t-shirt or a sweater. We're not going to give choices like that, but you could ask them which of the two sweaters they would like. And if it's hot in the summertime and they can wear a t-shirt, which of these two t-shirts would you like to wear? Now there is the chance that your child might run to the closet and ask for their very pretty pink dress instead. And then let me just tell you what I've learned. Not everything we need to fight about. Not everything is a war. My mom taught me that too. She said like, you know, you know, pick your battles. Does it really have, does it have to be a fight about the pink dress? What's the big deal with letting her wear the pink dress instead of a t-shirt that day or, or him, obviously not him wearing the dress, right? But you know what I mean? Like if your child has this alternate idea, this third idea, if it's not unreasonable, 
consider not saying no, guys. I mean, if, if it's not a big deal, sometimes we make things as parents bigger deals than they actually are. I used to do that all the time. I was like, no, I said this one. So that's the one you're going to take. And I realized eh, it's not really a big deal. Just let them use that one. So try help them make decisions for themselves. Asking for someone's opinion is considered respectful. When the child feels respected, like, hey, which one would you like to do? It means also that I respect them. So these are also really, I mean, just, it sounds crazy that we're talking about choosing t-shirts and how that's going to build respect and trust in a relationship but that's how children work and at this stage in the game that's what builds our relationship and in islam part of what we're taught to do as parents is to build this this rapport with our children between especially the years of zero to ten we're taught by the prophet peace be upon him because in building this relationship later on when they're teenagers guys and when they're older and those ages that are really difficult if we didn't develop these foundations it's going to be really hard to get through to them then And if I could get parents to understand anything else, it's that now is the time. Do not take the time now with them um, with like not understanding that this is going to affect everything that happens later in terms of how easy it is for them to comply with all your restrictions when they're having hormonal, you know, ups and downs and everything that they're going through. And it's something that will really help you out and help me out. But also it honestly just builds a great relationship. Now, too much freedom can have the opposite effect. So don't do that. That can cause your child to be stressed and insecure. If they're given an entire closet full of shirts to choose from, well, that then that would just be unreasonable, right? As much as your child needs to have some say in their life, they do also need to show that they are going to, you know, listen to the person that is in control, just like all of us do. We have police officers. We have a boss at our job. We can't have just complete mayhem, right? So we are introducing choice. They do have a say. Just like if you're at work, you wish your boss would ask you your opinion as opposed to just shoving things, you know, into your program and into your job. So it's the same way. It's just that consideration that makes someone want to comply a bit more. So the lesson of today is try to say yes a little more. Try to introduce a little bit of choice and it might go a long way for you. It will go a long way. I'm positive for your relationship, but in a long-term sense, but immediately you might notice a difference that is a pleasant surprise. Have a happy Friday, everyone. Inshallah ta'ala, I'll talk to you on Monday. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.